Welcome to Gospel and Grit. We invite you to the front lines of the gospel where our Overland missionaries are pioneering to remote peoples. Our goal is to empower you to grab the gospel and get the grit to do whatever it takes to fulfill your calling in Christ. Welcome back to the Gospel and Grit podcast. Today again, we are releasing another one of the incredible sermons from our One Tribe Missions Conference that we just wrapped up. I encourage you, if you want to see the whole conference, check out the live streams uh, that we posted on our YouTube station. But sit back, enjoy, as we are brought the word by Martin Lopez. Welcome back. Welcome back for more lashing. Um, what a great word yesterday from Phil. Who was here last night? Raise your hand if you were here last night. All right. Awesome. Well, welcome back to Overland Missions. So my name is Martin Lopez. Uh, thank you, guys. And I've got my many paraphernalia of notes, which I just took about 15 minutes ago. Um, I'm so glad to be here. First, I want to have my wife come over here. Kelly Rochelle, come over here. Matching. Can we post for a photo? Yes. Now, let's pretend we're saying something important as she takes the photo. Okay, good. That'll tell her a good story. Now, listen, this December 20, wait, 1st, we were married 23 years. So that's great. So I appreciate Rochelle, head of finance. She's been to uh, Argentina. She's hiked in the Andes with me and uh, doing some pioneer work. And uh, love her. Love you. Appreciate you. Awesome. Awesome. I'm so, so glad to be here. You know, the funny thing is um, December 3rd, I have to say this because December 3rd, the Lord sort of woke me up. Phil asked me to share, and I'm like, okay, sure. No idea what I'm going to say. Um, and December 3rd, the Lord woke me up about 5 o'clock, and I just I hurt my thumb because I'm writing on my phone. And I just took some, some notes and went back to sleep. And it's, it's as if I had written that yesterday. I mean, just I love the flow of God, how, how uh, what Phil spoke and, and what, an awesome, what an awesome word, what a father in word on... You know, longevity basically in the kingdom is really understanding God's strategy for you, for mankind. And just like Paul saw a nation in one person, well, we see nations and we see purpose in your life. So um, uh, I was reminded of, of, of this word that the Lord gave me, which is basically some notes, so we'll see how it goes. But I just love the Lord and what He's doing in your life. And really, Phil spoke of, of as you go, just kind of grab one person. Well, I think today you're going to be the one that has to do the grabbing. you got the, the one that's going to have to come hungry for what the Lord is dishing out, what the Holy Spirit is speaking, because it's up for the grabbing. It's up for you. It's, if you're hungry enough, there comes that moment in time, I can, I can go to, Kelly can go to anyone that's, that's said, I'm all in in ministry, that moment that says, I, I've got to do this. I believe it. I've got to step out. I don't have it all figured out, but I'm in. 
You know, I had an aha moment. And that is always available to you, not just because it's a new year. It's available every year. And maybe this could be your year, okay? But that's up to you because it's been the same last year and the year before and a hundred years ago. This side of the cross, okay? So the Lord put something in my heart, uh, and I I guess if I had to put a title to this, it would be the non-negotiables of the kingdom of God. Because you have a culture in your generation, there's cultures, there's things that I grew up with, there's things that, you know, each uh, country and and however you brought up, you're part of a generation, you know, and you're uh, sometimes unfairly labeled that way, you know, there's always some lemons that set the trend, and now it's like, oh, you're one of those people, you know, <clears throat> millennials, <clears throat> but um, <laughs> listen, I'm, I'm, I was born, I was born so long ago, I mean, I grew up when churches had natural light coming in, okay? I mean, it was a, it was a long time ago, okay? I mean, it was, it was difficult. It was tough. It was tough, okay? Um, so anyway, but, but what I want to talk to you about is, is longevity and the call of God in your life. Because the truth is that we need you out there. The kingdom of God needs you out there. Jesus, got, Jesus came down sent by the Father. Why? He could have sent an SD card. He could have made, you know, I mean, really, he could have created the internet and come in now and got a selfie and go, oh, watch this, and raise a hundred people from the dead and go, poof, see? A billion followers, you know what I mean? Like, he could have been so efficient, and yet he came in a time where it took a pair of eyeballs looking at another eyeball and transmitting the anointing of God, transmitting the message that transforms a life into another human being, which is a method that we're still using today, and it's worked. You know, he, he, he could have been a superstar, yet he took three years to get around some knuckleheads and, you know, hey, pull up a rock, let me show you how things are done. Why? Why? It seems so inefficient. And, you know, it's part of our culture, especially in the West, that we sometimes try to help God. You know, hey, maybe we can be a little more clever. Maybe we could use a, a little better media. Maybe we could use a little better thing and just draw people, and it's going to be great. But really, I feel the Holy Spirit talking about a different type of generation. Because you see, on this side of the cross, there is a new generation that has not passed away. It's called a new creation. And you and I are invited to be part of that generation, to forego the, the, ways, where we, uh, the, the, the ways where we were brought up, in our culture, and take on the new creation, and take on the traits. And in this generation, there are some non-negotiables. And that's what I think the Lord uh, wants to share with you. And again, it's up to you to grab this. It's up to you. I only have three hours, so it's going to be quick. Um, You're going to have to listen, listen fast, okay? Uh, Luke 14, 25. I was told that it's good to read a scripture when you preach, so let's just do that. Thank you, Lord. The Jesus strategy, that was so good yesterday. It's true. It's overlands the same sound since the beginning. And it's really, here's a brilliant strategy. People call us sometimes, right, Phil? Like, oh, what is your secret? Tell us. Secret sauce. We need to have a strategy meeting. It's like, listen, we, we actually just 
talk about the obvious. Like it's uh, the elephant in the room, and it's like we just keep it simple, you know? And it's amazing. It's brilliant. Okay, Luke 14, 25. It says that now a large crowd, large crowds were going along with Jesus. And he turned and said to them, and I believe that he yelled, okay, because there was no PA system. And how you speak to a crowd is, you just picture this. He's talking. He, the king of heaven, the anointing in his anointing. Jesus himself, Christ the Messiah, is walking around, and large crowds are following him, and he's not impressed by it, okay? Because he understands the power of one life's change, of 12 individuals being transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. And he knows that's the secret. If you look at, uh, I believe it's John 2, the last two verses, he says that he did not need anybody to give account or testimony or basically pat him in the back. Uh, because he knew what was he knew about men and he knew what was in men. See, God did Jesus did not come to fix you. He came to make you new. He knew that the old creation was unfixable. Sometimes in our culture we spend a lot of time in deliverance, a lot of time in 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 just trying to fix ourselves. Come to church today. We're gonna make you a little better. Well, I promise you, if you come to Overland Missions, you're not gonna get better. You're gonna die to self and become a new creation. This is the only way. You know, like the Mandalorian would say, this is the way. I had to get it in there. This is the way. Let's get spiritual people now. Come on. So large crowds were going along with him. And he turned and said to them, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. He says this, interestingly, three times in the Word. And, and he says, hey, if anybody wants to come after me, that's a huge clue. Just because you're a believer doesn't mean that you're really after him. Jesus Christ really means the anointing, right? The anointed one and his anointing. So here's a clue, number one, in the, in the, in the generation of the kingdom of heaven. If you want the anointing, you must deny yourself. There's no other way. It is the way. <laughs> you must deny yourself. You must pick up your cross, and you need to follow him. What does follow mean? Reflect his image. Reflect who he is, what he stands for. Phil talked about the rabbi asking a, a student to come and, and follow me. And really, if you dig deep, it actually meant, I will agree with everything you say, no questions asked. If the rabbi says, this is red, guess what? You now believe that this is red. End the story. It's, it's truly that way. You followed someone in what his philosophy of life was. And you became a duplicate of him. So picture of what Christ says, hey, follow me. This is good. I'm going to tell you the truth. You know? So in the kingdom, let me talk a little bit about you and in the culture. Are we okay? Everybody awake? Had your coffee? Good. If you listen fast, I'll be done fast. I promise. Um, listen, you, you, the kingdom of heaven is centered around you. You are the most important thing. 
You are the essence of his every thought. You are why he came down, hung, God hung a face on love and died on the cross and forgave you and cleansed you and made you new. You are why this globe spins. I get it. It's been, it's been hijacked in our culture to make you think that it's all about you. But I want to talk about the purpose of heaven and it is you. It is how he, how he sees you uh, uh, perfect in his presence. You know, we get people all the time that uh, in AMT and just coming in that have very low self-esteem. And it's like Phil said, hey, you're, you're looking at yourself through your own lens, through your own history, through what you think you can achieve, through your culture, not through the kingdom culture. I can assure you that. You know, and so we get tricked into 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 being part of this culture, whether it be in the West or whether it be in Europe, or even in the village. Who is you? Who you is, right? <laughs> to be more, it's my second language. Sorry, um, but really, his the object of his love is mankind. It is it is that what is Lydia is that one person that can change the nation. You don't know what. Uh, what potential you have until you see yourself through his eyes. Okay? You are the intention of his heart. I wrote some things because you're the object of his love. So much that, think about this, while we were lost, he created a picture of a temple on earth just to remind you of how important you are, how worth pursuing you are through the age of time. God didn't do away with mankind. He says, I'm going to redeem him. I'm going to change him back to the value which, which he was. How precious are you that he never forgot you and he came and endured all hardship, endured the cross to restore you back to the value where you are. You know, I, I like to do a little bit of, of woodwork and stuff. And sometimes, one time I was uh, in a garage sale and some kid had been there probably all morning must have been 18 years old, just kind of like sitting in his little garage, nothing really to sell. And so I'm, I'm walking by, and I see this thing. There was lights on it. It was shining. It was just like gold. And it was a set of one-inch pipe clamps. Anybody excited about that? Yes? Okay. Somebody over there. Yeah, you know what I mean, right? They're expensive. But it was all rusted and stuff, and... And I'm like, ooh, that's nice. I said, how much you want for that? He's like, for that? Two bucks. You just give me two bucks. I just don't want to move it back in. I said, are you sure? Those are like $30, $40 for a good quality cast iron, you know? I said, $2, that's all you want? Yeah, just $2. Give me $2. I'm like, I'm like I, I can't even negotiate. I violated one of my own rules. You know how you work people down like, well, let me kick it around. I'll give you a dollar. You know, how about a dollar? I was like, no, I can't. I almost like had to pay him ten bucks. I'm like, dude, you don't know what you're selling. You know, so I'm like, two bucks, but that's what you asked for, right? Okay, you ask, get what you asked for. Two bucks, get two bucks. Got that clamp, took it out, sanded it down, stripped it down, painted it. I mean, it's just beautiful, beautiful red. And sort of, you know, it reminded me of of life. It's like. People feel beat down, feel like they're full of life has just kicked them in the teeth, and they think that that's their worth. Or you're overvalued. 
and think you're amazing and you're awesome and no one's told you no and, and you've always gotten the golden star and oh yeah, like I have a, a, a little kids and they draw something I'm like, that's amazing. You know, it'll come a day when I go, this is just bad, son. <laughs> Redo it, right? I have to do it. Otherwise, they'll think thinking, this is amazing. And then if I don't do it, some boss somewhere will tell them, this is just not good, okay? That's the danger of living life by your culture and not the kingdom culture, okay? So uh, God created a temple, amazing, amazing temple, so that every time that they would offer a sacrifice, they would be reminded that one day that would end, that one day that veil would be pierced, and that no longer do you have to jump through hoops to get to God, but that God would come rushing out of that holy of holy and come into you and make you new and make you holy like he is. That's an awesome generation. That's really how awesome you are. So here's a trick, though. I set you up, right? I mean, you feel like it's a setup here. Something's coming. I can't be that amazing. Well, you are that amazing, but here's the trick. You are amazing in his eyes. Okay? You're amazing in his vision of you, of who you really are. And, uh, and most importantly, you are awesome in his kingdom. That's why we work. That's why Overland Missions exist, to get you to realize who you really are, to lay down your life if you want the anointing. Okay? It doesn't say that you can't be a worship pastor or you can't be a missionary, but are you after him? Are you after the anointing? Are you after him? You must. You cannot coexist with God. There's just no way. As much as hard as we try, as much deliverance and 38 days of prayer, listen, you've got to die to self. Why? Because that is an image that you are never meant to live. You see people say, oh, it costs so much to be in the kingdom of God. No, it doesn't. The only thing that costs you is to lay down the lie that was never designed for you. Yeah. To self-judge, to self-cap, to self-amaze you know, amaze yourself. And if you're not careful, someone's going to come around and pat you back. And unfortunately, it's going to keep you in a place that you were, that it's going to keep you in a place where God doesn't exist. Empathy. It's what God has, not sympathy, okay? I'm not going to come around, and I told you, I'll tell you guys for the rest of the year, I love you, okay? We got that out of the way. I love you. Um, but listen, everybody works hard. Life is tough. Move on, okay? Jesus, if he would have had an opportunity to complain, he should have done it, and he didn't, right? So... That was, a, that was a free note for you on the side if you're taking notes. But listen, you are awesome in his eyes. But you were created to reflect his image. Love. That's it. That's the secret sauce. That's, who, that's why we're like, yeah, come, come. We were filling out a grant application, and uh, somebody was like, uh-oh, we came to a question. And it said, do you discriminate against you know, sexual preference and all this stuff? And like, Otherwise, you can't do that. And it's like... What do we do? What do we do? They asked me. I said, of course, just answer the way we answer. It's like, well, what do you mean? I said, no, we don't discriminate. Of course. Every knee needs to bow. Every mouth needs to confess that God is Lord. So just come in. 
We all have to bow our knee anyway. If you don't want to, then you can't be, be part of it. But, but really, it's, it's not losing sight of who you really are. Okay? I believe that everyone in here, without exception, I don't care your age, you view yourself in a certain way. Maybe you thought that the bus passed. Maybe you thought, oh, I have some regrets. Maybe years ago I should have taken a left when I took a right. Listen, God created time to serve Him. He does not serve time. Today is a day where you can choose to make it right. And in one year, you can do more than your entire lifetime over again. Don't underestimate the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, do you know why God loves you so much? Because He knows what you look like when He's inside of you. Okay? No matter who you are, He created you a vessel of communication. So you are awesome in His eyes. That's why we must see how He sees. We must line up our perspective with His perspective. And then you become great. And you don't need somebody's pat on the back. You just need the applause of heaven to ring loud in your ears. Amen. And we want to encourage you. I want to encourage you today. We've been flowing in this and God is calling you out. God is bringing you forward. You're here because you're hungry. And I want you to get more hungry for the things of God. Not for this awesome t-shirt of Overland Missions, but not for a brand, but for the kingdom. Because you're part of a generation that has not passed away. That's still there. And you can be part of that generation. So, get to some non-negotiable of the kingdom of God. Here's the thing. You're welcome into the kingdom, but there are some things that are non-negotiable. I don't care who you are. I don't care how you grew up. I don't care your status, your bank account. Here are some things that we all have to deal with. Are we good? Yeah. Muy bien. Listen, here's number one. I'll just give you a few. I don't, I don't know how much time I have, but there is only one king. This is step number one. Sorry to tell you, in this kingdom, there's one king, and it's not you, and it's not me. I love your opinion, but you take your opinion today, plus $5.05, and go get you a latte at Starbucks. That's how much your opinion is going to buy you, okay? Um, are you saying my opinion is not important? No, it's absolutely important. As you execute his command, as you get into the river, you know, and, and here's... here's one thing, maritime, right? We, we've, we've done some, some traveling. We sunk a boat. Praise the Lord, we survived. <laughs> but uh, hey, it's experience, right? Um, it, it was a whale, we think, all right? Uh, don't, don't, don't go on rabbit trails, all right? Yes, we got rescued in a helicopter. That's fine. It's okay. Um, talk about that later. It happens. Stop judging me. Um, were you on a boat? I don't think so. Okay. Um, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. You have an assignment, but guess what? Everybody wants to be at the helm, right? But listen, you only get to helm to hold the course, not to get creative. You get put in charge to hold the course. Jesus is the captain. There's where we're going. Yes, but I think we need to go this way. Well, then give me the helm, because that's where we need to go. Once you get your own boat, get at the helm and send it that way. It's just that simple, okay? One king. I didn't write this. The Holy Spirit wrote this. So I'm just, don't kill the messenger. You want the helm? Hold the course. End of story. That's how we work in a team. 
We have an awesome podcast. Thank you, JJ, Jay Marie, for leading these things. Who's, who's, who's not heard it? Let me, let me see the Braves, because I take names. Who? Okay. Guys, we just passed, by the way, we just surpassed over 5,000 downloads, which is huge. We just launched just a bit ago. Uh, so I recommend you to go find it. It's called Gospel and Grit, Overline Missions. You can get it in Spotify. Tell Alexa to play it. She will play it, I promise. Alexa, Gospel and Grit, and you will show up. Trying to make it easier for you, okay? Um, iTunes, every, what else? Uh, overcast, undercast, rainy, sun. It's just, you, you can just go get it. And um, anyway, I digress. Um, what was I saying? It was amazing. One king. It was amazing. <laughs> I told you to listen fast. Um, here's another non-negotiable. Okay, ready? For those of you who are taking notes, and it's probably everybody, but anyway. Um, so number one is one king. Number two is it takes a new creation. You're not, not going to get better. You need to get new. And once you get new, you have to grow in the truth of who you are. That's the process of sanctification. It's not becoming holier. It's understanding who you really are. You know, you, you, you look at this big redwood trees. They're a million miles long, a little shorter. And, um, and, and who's, been, who's been to like the redwoods, you know, Northern California, right? Okay, great. Um, and, and if you walk through there, you'll see, I mean, there's, there's just weeds and all kinds of stuff. But among those weeds are new trees, you know? So that redwood thing that came up, what do you call that? You're, you're an agricultural expert. What is it? Yeah, the thing that, that comes up. <laughs> the new stock. Guess what? It's tiny. It's fragile. You could step on it. You could take it out. But it's a, it's a redwood tree. Like It doesn't have to become a redwood tree. It has to be nurtured into growth. You have been made full in Christ Jesus. And all you have to do is nurture this to let you understand who you really are. Because God needs you and His team. You are the A-team. This is all we've got, guys. Close the doors. This is it. God help us. Um, no. Just kidding. Just kidding. Um, new creation. Part of the new creation is you have to adopt His culture, not your culture. You're going to be challenged as part of a team. In the podcast, that's where I was going, uh, we talked about we're not building a community, we're building a team. It's a difference between a community. A community, I live in a homeowners association. Thank you, Jesus. I think it's a good idea. Uh, but they, they've decided to, to create a, a Facebook group. And so, of course, now all the owners are there. And it's like, I'm not that social, if you can't tell. And it's like, oh, my God, wind down Tuesday, my house. You know, I mean, it's just like... It's just crazy. It's just the things that they post. But, but it's a community. In a community, diversity of opinion is healthy. Hey, what, are you, what do we do about the lawn? What do we do about this? Oh, let's, let's vote. Let's take a poll. Let's do this for, right? It's good. In a community, there's no real agenda. We're just going to get along. A team only exists for a purpose, which is there. If you play ball, win the game, right? If you're in law enforcement, get the donuts, then the bad guys. I mean, it just, 
There's just rules, people. Right? A team exists for a purpose. Well, Overland Missions exists for a purpose. And you may get offended. I'm sorry. But you know what? We, we need you at the helm. We need you to hold the course. We need you to get more boats. We need you to go out there and get to these nations, get to these villages. People, every day, people are entering an eternity without Christ, maybe because you should have been there. How long is it going to take for you to get there? Hello? You know, until you feel ready, until you're, you know, until you're comfortable, you know. Um, New creation. Here's another one. It's currency. It's faith. Faith through love. Not sappy love or Christmas Hallmark uh, love. But really love means it's an attitude. Love doesn't seek its own. Love holds no record of wrong. Right? We know this. Faith through love. See, there's an agenda stripping happening from you. And it's a good thing because you were never designed to be in charge. You were designed to execute the king's command. And you're unstoppable with that. You're here to subdue earth his way, not your way. You know? That's part of the kingdom. And it's free. And, and, and it's, a, it's a trap to think otherwise. You could get offended and start your own nonprofit and do things your way. And praise the Lord, you know what? God is so loves you that he'll still make it happen somehow. Because you speak the word, the word itself does not need to be micromanaged. But the currency is faith. I'm sorry to say, it's not, it's not even effort. It's not efficiency. It's not OCD compliance. It's not rules and it's not checkboxes. Those things are important in the execution of a team. But it is faith through love. We're going to ask you to do some things that are going to be challenging. But you can do it. Why? Because it's his kingdom. You're part of that generation. It's hard to think otherwise. So be encouraged. Um, A couple more. Is that good? You guys still here? I'm just filling in for the main speaker tonight. It's going to be great. Um, Its greatest wealth is people. Phil talks about this too, but uh, you know what? When the word says that uh, what is it, the, the, the wealth of the wicked is laid out for the righteous, right? I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about people. I want people set free. That's the wealth of this world is people. That's what we're all about. Do, let's do the fancy stuff, but don't forget about the people. That's the currency of the kingdom of God. That's the thing that we can take with us. Non-negotiable of the kingdom. And here's the other one. In the kingdom, men's function is to deny yourself. The tendency, you know, Jesus, here's, I just feel like saying this for somebody here, maybe you, no, Um, is temptation doesn't necessarily mean that there's something wrong with you that needs to come out. I submit that it's something outside trying to get in. Because Jesus was tempted with everything and yet there was nothing in him. It's trying to derail you into thinking something different than what the Word says. Once you believe that, you're benched. Which is okay. Listen, it's not just about ministry. It's about you and the Lord at the end of the day. He is your portion. He has to be your portion to be in ministry. Okay? So, 
Men's function is to deny himself. Man, we've been sold this since we were little. Oh, you got to become great. You got to go to school. You got to go do this thing. And then, you know, blah, 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 skinny jeans. And, uh, and then you become successful. You know, that's what they say. Maybe not. Uh, but deny yourself. Pick up the cross and follow you. Why? Because you were created to reflect his image. Not your image. Please don't come with bright ideas. Like, let's, there's a time for that. You have to first adopt the DNA of the kingdom, then thrive. You know, we're never going to tell you exactly how to go preach and do this thing. But first, you've got to have a sound. You've got to have something to say. You've got to have something inside of you. You've got to have the fire of God. You have to represent the kingdom well. You know, and, and then you get released. You know, I, we, we ran out of gold stars, guys. Sorry. We're not ordering anymore. I know you're participating, and it's awesome. Um, but now let's see some results. Let's, let's see you adopt the kingdom of God and let the word produce what was always intended to do. And, and that river of living water will flow out of you. You know, because here's what happened. The, the deception of the other way produces a dry cup. You try to find fulfillment out of your dad or your mom or your pastor. No wonder that was a dry well. There's only one dude I know who said, hey, if you drink of me, you'll never thirst again. And rivers of living water will come out of your belly. Stop getting that fulfillment from the things that, are, that you can see. And I believe today the Holy Spirit is pulling on your heart, even now, to say, wow, you know how you receive a revelation? You don't like start crying and say, I'm so dumb. No, you just say, copy that. Okay, I got it. Check. That's what cops do. Copy. You know, at the end of a message, received. End of story. That's all the guy's looking for you. You know, to say, man, oops, that's the repentance. Oops. I did it again. I told myself I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> now, if you get it, you should repent because you don't know what I'm talking about. Um, and I want to close with this. I've never been good at landing airplanes, but anyway. Um, here's another non-negotiable of the kingdom of God. Standing in the middle of the kingdom does not make you part of it. Okay? Think about that. Just because you stand in the middle of the kingdom of God doesn't make you part of it. Take citizenship. Okay, I want to spend a few minutes talking about this because we have, as in any country in our social climate, this whole thing about illegal immigration coming in, right? And we we're all, again, tell me what your little opinion is and tell me what your little opinion is. What matters is what the Word says, right? But here's the thing. It's a great example because the kingdom of God is just like that. Many are in the kingdom of God. And just like you cannot recognize with your eyes who's an American, for instance, and who's not, you can't just look and tell who's in the kingdom of God and who's not. You see, because when you are an alien in a kingdom, you're under the radar. You're quiet. You don't want to be found out. You have no rights. You have no voice. Right? Maybe, maybe some people come to a country for the bennies, the benefits. I'm going to fill out some forms. I'm going to get some free money. I'm going to do this. I'm going to, right? There's, there's this consumer when you're, when you're in a place that you're not supposed to be. There's no pride. There's no, right? You get what I'm saying? 
So think of this picture in the natural first. Someone who is not a citizen of a country will come in, they'll behave, they'll play along, they won't speed, they'll avoid law, they'll avoid authority, hello? They'll avoid structure, they'll avoid being seen, they'll avoid volunteering, right? And yet they, they want to be receive the benefits of that land. I want safety. I want my family to be okay. I want education. I want all these things that happen. And you know, unfortunately, that's happened in the kingdom of God. We want to be part of an awesome community. But just like an alien, you're still holding on to your constitution. You're still holding on to your flag. You're still holding on to your food and your culture. And you may be in another country, but you don't want to assimilate. And, and God forbid if a government empowers you to stay that way, now you, now you have rights and you can't discriminate against me. I want to celebrate my flag. We're all supposed to be a melting pot anyway. Celebrate the differences. You see the difference? You see the, the, the warped thinking? Well, the kingdom of God is not like that. You can stand in the midst of it. That does not mean that we're following after the anointing. Because you say, hey, you got to raise your hand. You got to take an oath. You got to lay down your old constitution. You got to lay down your own flag. You have to lay down what you thought you were. You have to say, I will promise to defend this land against all enemies, domestic and foreign. Where do you think they got that from? It's the kingdom of God. Hey, you got to deny yourself. You got to take up your cross, the good and the bad. You know, you get the benefits and the taxes and the liability. And everything that comes with it. But you're part of the team. You know, so standing in the middle of the kingdom does not necessarily make you part of it. There's a legal way into the kingdom, into his citizenship. So, here's the good news. It's easy to become a citizen in the kingdom of heaven. And it can happen tonight, today, for you. Just have to raise your right hand. Take that oath to say, no, I want to lay down my constitution. I want to lay down who the enemy told me I was, how messed up my friends told me or my parents told me that I was and who tried to define me, put me in a box. But hello, that doesn't mean that, oh, I, I'm, I'm going to lay down the criticism so that I can be who I really am in the kingdom. No, 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 no. You need to lay down your life. That's why I don't care what background you're in or what you think you identify yourself with. Every knee shall bow. End of story. That's the way in. So it's easy. Lay down your life, which means lay down the lie that you bought a long time ago of who you really were. It's freedom. Guys, the greatest freedom that Jesus brought this side of the cross was freedom from yourself. It's the one thing you can't escape. You can change churches, you can change jobs, you can change ministries, but you can't, you can't get away for the men inside which is screaming, you know, treason against heaven. And here the Holy Spirit loved you so much intentionally that he sent some people to gather some other knuckleheads and tell you that you are awesome in his sight, in his view, and that there's room for you. And that God's been waiting for you all this time. So I welcome everybody. Lay down your life. Number two is... God wants to build a kingdom church, not a church kingdom. Think about it. There's a lot of 
church kingdom building going on sometimes. My brand, my, you know what I'm saying? I'm building a kingdom for my church instead of a kingdom church. We are part of the kingdom church. Everyone here, no one's here trying to do otherwise, but I want to encourage you to say, listen, first you, you, may, you may be finding yourself in the midst of the kingdom of heaven and, and feeling less than. That's all I'm going to say. Feeling less than, less than equipped, less than worthy, less than whatever it is that, that you feel. Today it ends. There's a new year, there's a new day. We need you to take up arms to go take what's already been, get, what it's already been uh, given to you. The territory that God has set aside for the nations, for the Amazon, for all these places. You stand, all of us really, stand to be the greatest generation in the history of humankind. Think about it. We, we have medicine. We have airplanes. We have internet. We have like, oh my God, if Paul was here, he'd be like, you lemons, you lemons, I love you, you lemons, right? Something like that. Because we've, we've got all this potential. If we could just get out of our own way, if we could just stop being part of this culture and trying to fit into something that, that you were never designed to do and begin thriving into the new creation. I believe you can, I believe you will, and I believe you are. And we need you that way, guys. Or step aside, let somebody in, and then come along. You know, but I'm excited to see the potential in this room. In Brevard County, in Melbourne, you've been assigned to this area. How many, how many people are in this, in this town? Go touch you know, someone with the love of God. Carry that message inside. There's a hungry and there's a thirsty world out there full of, full of dry people. Let the kingdom of God flow in. Amen? So, that was the introduction. Now, we'll move into that. Uh, so today, guys, I'm just going to close it. I want to I give you an opportunity to uh, reaffirm, really, your citizenship, citizenship in the kingdom of heaven. If everybody would just stand up, we're going to pray. And you make this intimate with the Lord. You tell the Lord, if, Lord, I, I've, been, I've been refusing to lay down my constitution I realize now that I was deceived into thinking that I could have it my way. I could bring my cool jacket, you know, into the kingdom of God and, and make any dent in a nation or in a family or somewhere else. And again, you want the helm, you can have it, but you need to hold the course. God's setting a team in motion. I just want you to raise your hands. We're just gonna, I'm just going to pray with you. And I really want to prepare your heart for, for tonight. I believe that the Lord has been weaving this from eternity past. And now it's a moment where some of you will make the greatest decision of your life. Lord, we lift up our hands, Father, in this holy moment, Father, that you set aside. But Lord, to mark the hearts of the people in this place, to make a decision to be part of the kingdom of heaven, Lord, to follow after the anointing and his anointing, Lord. Father, to deny the lie that we bought, to take up our cross, Lord. That, that, that is the unfairness of life, that whatever it takes, Lord, to get your love across the nations. Thank you for the privilege 
of being emissaries, Father, being missionaries, being ambassadors of your love and your freedom, Father. I pray right now for freedom for everyone that's here in the name of Jesus, Father. Just begin to make it personal with the Lord. I want you to just raise your voice for, for a couple of minutes and just tell the Lord to wake up the dream of God in your heart. Because we need you. You have, some, you have a team that's willing to receive you as you are. But you will not stay as you are. Thank you, Lord, for the pact that you're making right now. Lord, I rebuke the enemy in the name of Jesus. Any, any thoughts of, of inferiority, any, any thoughts contrary to the Word of God, we break that in the name of Jesus, Father. I speak life and love on everyone here, and we pray that they be mobilized for your kingdom, Lord. Thank you, Lord, because you are king, and you're so wise, and you love us, Father. I pray that this generation, Lord, will be remembered in history, not because of what we did, but because of what you did, Lord, on a group of people that just believed enough to lay down their lives for a moment in time. Lord, and execute your vision for this generation, Lord. Thank you for our children, Lord. I pray for my children. I pray for all the young generation, Lord. Father, that we could be beacons of light, Lord, for them. That if we do nothing right, Lord, we'll be able to show them who you really are, Father. Thank you for taking us now into the kingdom of heaven, Father. Father, I swear in all these new citizens, Lord, into the kingdom of heaven, Father that they're laying down their constitution and that are picking up your righteousness, your faith, your boldness, your fire, your Holy Spirit, Lord, your giftings. Lord, and lay down the spirit of offense, spirit of fear, spirit of anything else that's not yours, Lord. We love you. We can't wait to see what you're going to do just the rest of this conference, Lord, to confirm Thank you, Lord, that you don't call us to a location. You call us to your calling, wherever it may take us. Just like Paul, Lord. Guess it's Macedonia. Pack your bags. Don't overthink it. Just go. Green light, go. You don't have to wait for the green light to get greener. Just green. Thank you, Lord. Love you for what you're doing, Father. You're so awesome. Thank you for caring for us, Lord. Bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Gospel of Grit. All of us here at Overland Missions would like you to know that we believe in you, that there's a place for you in our organization. Your first step towards changing nations is to visit overlandmissions.com. 